1: morning. This is Friya You're listening to Enterprise. With an aim to propel Malaysian society towards a higher digital lifestyle adoption, MBIS Digital was formed back in 2014 to realize this ideal with services that range from telecommunications, data centers to broadcasting. And I'm here with Sarah Nathaya Azmi, founder and CEO of MBIS Digital, Sindir Bahad, together with Zebra Sto- Studio, her the business, to understand uh, the challenges in the digital communication and media industry. Morning, Sarah.
0: Hi, Frida. Morning. Thank you for having me here. I'm going to
1: talk about uh, your your businesses, uh, but before we get into your businesses, uh, you know this. How did you get? In, how did it start with MBits first?
0: Oh wow, it was it was really by coincidence in that sense because the idea really was to create my own content platform, and the license that I was aiming for was only one license, which is called the CASP, the Content Application Service Provider. But when we presented uh, to the minister at that time, which was Datuk Sri Sannisai Krua, actually mm. we presented to two different ministers. Uh, it was okay. Datuk Sri Sabri and then, then Sannisai Krua. And um, then they realized, oh, okay, I think uh, you need that whole ecosystem If this is what you're trying to... um, achieve so then I I got all three uh, in fact all four of the licensing that you have in the Ministry of Communications and then it was really a journey of exploration because we knew what we wanted from the content application service provider uh, as in we can be our own broadcaster we can produce our own own contents uh, we can have our own internal censorship apart from the censorship guidelines that have already been regulated within the licensing itself like no gambling no porn. Born, right, but we could also do other internal censorships uh, in terms of quality. Because the biggest issue uh, was for me <clears throat> was when I produce my own contents. When I wanted to get airtime, then mm. every broadcaster would have their own requirements in terms of quality of the content. You know, right. they'll then decide oh what's what's uh, what's commercial, what's not commercial. So then, then that really restricts the producer to produce different types of content. So that's why that was really the whole idea uh, as, as ambits to get the content application side to become a broadcaster. But now, because we've got all the licensing, then we kind of expanded an arm to become a telco as well. Um, right. Really focusing on the mobile sector rather than the fiber sector because fiber is very high capex. As you know, we've got the big boys, we've got TM, we've got Time. Mm. So that's a realm that we don't want to venture into uh, until slightly later. But we do have fiber, a little bit of fiber here and there. But mm. uh, we focused on the mobile network uh, as an MVN partnering with DG as mm. a mobile vehicle network operator. And uh, so now we've built that whole ecosystem with MBits, whereby when a user, so we, we try to subsidize as much as we can to, to we focus on our affordability for the users. So mm. they'll get, A very affordable priced data, Mm -hmm. coupled with insurance plan, coupled Mm -hmm. with perks that you can benefit, um, meaning getting tickets, for example, to watch contents on our own broadcasting platform. So that's the whole ecosystem that we've built.
1: Right. Right, and of course you know for Mbits okay there's so many to ask right before I, I I'm gonna ask how it links to zeros zero studio yeah, and sure but before that also right I, I know that like on your website you want you call yourself an industry disruptor and what you've just explained is that what you mean uh, by disruptor in, in that context?
0: Yeah I think um, what I've realized along this journey is when you're a telco typically, you'll really understand the technicalities of data plan, you know, mm. bandwidth, and, and it's, it's really a technical, very technical industry, whereas mm. you've got the broadcasting industry, whereby you do have the technical side of it, which mm. means, you know, what form of broadcasting um, do you want to enter into? Like, um, mm. you've got satellite broadcasting, right? You've got OTT, which is over-the-top broadcasting, which is like Netflix and Disney+, Plus. Mm. Mm. Amazon Prime, HBO Go, right? But then you've also got the IPTV, which is the internet protocol TV, which uh, those little boxes that you have at home, right? Mm. So so that's the technical side of the broadcasting. But, but then you've got the content creation part for the broadcasting. So right. that's like a combination there as opposed to telco. So when we say industry disruptors, because... We, as one company, have that whole ecosystem, which, mean, which means Ambits is built uh, to really understand both those different industries and we merge it rather than right. look at it as an individual industry.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, and you have actually extensive experience working with the, the Prime Minister's Department prior, right? What were your responsibilities and how has this experience, I guess, developed you as a person and an entrepreneur?
0: Wow. I had a really, really tough boss, I would say, (laughs) which I won't mention who it is. uh, But um, really having that experience dealing with government, different government agencies. I also had to deal with ambassadors. I also did partial international relations dealing with politicians and government, different government agencies from different countries. So I think getting that basic understanding of what you should and should not do, especially within, um, you know, communications as a whole mm. is a form of security of the country. And I think that's really right. crucial now, um, apart from, you know, like like uh, if you, you wouldn't go into a physical war anymore, you'd go into a probably um, digital war now. Right. So that's why everyone's fighting for who's going to deploy 5G in this country and, you know, which technology we use. So I think um, understanding that really helps um, the business that I have. Because then, you know, even creating contents, I would know what the government would not want to get out to the people, right? So right. That, that saves a lot of time for us um, and a lot of, well, you we don't really have a lot of um, um, issues with the product rollouts purely because we understand what we can and cannot do. I think that really helped from, from my experience uh, with um, the premises Department, uh, well, the Minister and the Prime Department at that time, yeah.
1: Right. Okay. And of course, now I'm going to, so there's Embiz Digital and there's Zebra Studio, right? How do they, you know, I guess, work together, support each other and also be separate businesses on its own?
0: Okay. So um, Embits can do products. So you've got the telco, you've got the broadcasting platform, all in that one company and creating content. Is a totally different realm again, a totally different industry, which is, I've already merged two different industries. I don't think I want to merge all three together. It'll be extremely um, complicated, I would say, because the content creation or production industry is a very technical industry. So, for example, I've got a film, well, just, they just launched, uh, just, just premiered actually, and the film, you can get your tickets today, uh, mm-hmm. starting 4th of August, called film uh, Gadish Julebuda Movies. So, doing mm-hmm. that film, that's actually my first film And working on it, I realized that it takes a huge amount of people just to, you know, give the audience an hour and a half or two-hour film. But you know, it takes probably eighty to hundred people just to to get that product out. So that definitely is important for us from the product side in Mbits because we've got our own broadcasting platform. So we essentially would want to create our own original contents um, and again based on the experience that I had with the broadcasters before um, so they also have restrictions on the type of content that they want for their platforms so then again the producer producing the content would have limitations so that's why i now have my own platforms that i would like to then create my own types of contents and that would be then the benchmark for the other producers out there that are you know interested to create content for us in our uh, platform our broadcasting platform so that's the whole right. idea on how zebra is so important to ambits actually Right, right. So it's a sort of like adding to
1: the ecosystem.
0: Yeah, it's like an adding uh, addition to uh, our e- whole ecosystem, whereby we mm-hmm. then have an arm that can create content and all types of contents. Yes,
1: right. Okay, and we'll go into a little bit about the the you producing the movie uh, and also you know what other plans that you have in just a moment. I'm here with Sarah Nathaya, uh, Azmi from uh, what do you have? what what do you have? Embassy Digital Zebra Studio. Yep. and I know you also sing, but we'll talk about that in just a moment. <laughs> Stay tuned. We have uh, Bright, formidable media
0: BFM 89.9 The Business Station
1: Good morning. This is Frida Liu. You're listening to Enterprise. I'm here with uh, Sarah Nataya Azmi, uh, founder and CEO of Embus Digital, together with Zebra Studio. And of course, recently, you know, you just produced a movie, right? Gadis Jolobu. And I understand there are more movies coming up.
0: Yes. So um, I've got a partner called Tremendous Entertainment. And we launched, or we had a press conference uh, last December 2021 mm-hmm. that uh, we announced we'll be producing 12 films in the span of two years, or so 24 months. Mm. We've done three already this year. Uh, mm. I, I really didn't know how that happened. It just flew by. Time just flew by <laughs> when we were producing everything on set. Right. And um, yeah, so we've got nine more to go. So we've got uh, a premiere. We've done a premiere just last Friday on the 29th of July, and then We're having two more Premiers this year Which is one in October And one in November That's a tentative time But it's it's around that that, that time So we need to produce Nine more films in, In another span of Probably a year A year and a half Yes.
1: Right. Okay. And, and uh, are they all uh, Malay
0: uh, in the Malay language? No, we actually just want to focus on Malaysian films. And mm. what do we mean by that? It means we'd like to showcase more of Malaysia, which is the mixed culture, you know, the multilingual, um, the beauty of, you know, Malaysia having the kampongs, we've got cities. So, so we've got a combination of everything actually in Malaysia. But unfortunately, Somehow, rather, you know, um, uh, before all, you know, the s- scandals, I would say, uh, Malaysia was known as a country that people would you know, not speak English. People probably still live in the rainforest in trees, mm-hmm. you know. So I think the whole um, direction that we have for the films is really to globalize local content. So that's why we we always mention that we want to localize the contents. And it's mm-hmm. not going to be only Malay films, but we've got a mm-hmm. Cantonese film, which is a collaboration or you can call it a co-production between Hong Kong and Malaysia that we're premiering this October. But we try to focus on like state films. So like, for example, Guys Jolubu is actually shot in Neris Milan and the film is in, in Neris Milan dialect. But for the Cantonese film, because we don't have dialects in Cantonese for different states in Malaysia, so uh, we focused in terms of the cinematography, the scenic, we focused in Pahang. Mm. Yeah, and then we've got the third film uh, coming out uh, in November. That's called Jangan Goyang. That's a film shot in Selangor, but again, Selangor doesn't have a dialect. But we we actually focus on the mixed culture element because in Selangor, you know, um, the Malays, the Chinese, the Indians, right? So we we actually mixed all that and made it a mixed culture Selangor film. Yeah, so that's the direction that we're going for.
1: Right. And uh, I know with the Cantonese movie, you did the soundtrack for it
0: you said oh my on gosh yes yeah. so that was a, that was a tricky so my director come um, uh, co-founder of uh, Ambits and, and also Zebra said hey Sarah you know what since you wanted to pursue your you, you couldn't or you didn't pursue your Korean singing so mm-hmm. why don't you sing for my film and I said are you sure it's a it's a soundtrack for a film you know <laughs> so <Right. laughs> so he said um, yeah I, I think I really want you to do it so I don't know what you know a director's mind is very complex they're very <laughs> (laughs) creative people isn't it so you wouldn't want to argue with a director so I said okay why don't I try so the tough bit for me was I'm like a banana so I'm a I'm a Thai Chinese Malay Indian girl um I speak you know my mother tongue technically is Hokkien um but of course my second immediate language would be English and then everything else Cantonese wasn't or or Mandarin wasn't really um a uh, strong language for me and the song that I had to sing in the film um, was uh, Mandarin so I'm a banana mm. in that sense so I don't read um, Mandarin or Chinese um, alphabet mm. so I had to read mm. the the English version, if you want to call that I'll call it that yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the pinyin version of, yes. of the lyrics, which was tricky, but I had to you know keep listening to the reference uh, over and over and over again so that I could get the tune and the tone of each of the words outright because it's a song mm. right yeah so it was it was an interesting process, but I hope when it comes out uh, people out there would like it. <laughs>
1: Okay, this is like, by the way, you know, in addition to your Mbits and your your Zebra Studio. You know, like, I'm also looking at you, right? How do you um, manage this, right? I mean, is it the, the, the right team? Because it's all these different businesses, right? How do you merge it? How do you manage it? What's your formula?
0: Wow, I think being a young woman entrepreneur makes that question even more complicated to answer <laughs> because um, if you look at the telecommunications uh, industry, it's really heavily, male heavy dominated industry Mm. Uh, because Mm. maybe I don't, I don't know why, but, but I think maybe it's technical, you know, most of the engineers are men, but I really don't know why. Um, And in the broadcasting industry, I mean, we, we did have more women um, at the, in the C levels of the broadcasting industry, but right now we don't see a lot of that either. So I'm, I'm not sure what's happening within the, the industry and where, where all the women, the wonderful, powerful women went to. But Mm. I think, um, As a young woman entrepreneur, there are a lot of challenges because majority, again, everything's very male-dominated. Entertainment industry is also very male-dominated. But I think um, I'm very fortunate that my partners who are men Uh, my co-founders my colleagues who are men are very supportive they do give me that respect as a founder and ceo uh, and a young a young kuchi one you know and they still (laughs) respect me and and I really appreciate that and I think um without realizing maybe just maybe Frida, I'm quite a headstrong girl um that I don't think so when I look into the mirror but um, the surroundings you know my surroundings um, my colleagues may think that I'm quite a headstrong lady so I think managing is always about time I think and right. uh, so far I think I'm I'm doing well within time management so yeah I think really that's time management is the key here. Right okay and uh, I'm just going to talk about
1: your various businesses as well right in terms of find, finding talent what's that like?
0: Finding talents, uh, do you mean, so So I've got three different industries here. Yeah, exactly. When you say talent...
1: <laughs> well, okay, okay. in Embits, in Zebra, you know. Uh, what's the third one? The the the, the films. Uh, yes.
0: Yeah, okay. So the films are all under Zebra and the products right. like uh, my telco and my broadcasting products or platforms are all in Embits. So talents, mm. yeah, I think talents hard to find, I, I must admit, mm. because I merge the industries together. So mm. I'm, I'm always looking out for talents who would understand both technical and also, you know, a little bit creative. From mm. from all aspects, whether uh, the talent could be an engineer or, or mm. a graphic designer or um, a HR, you know, as simple as that. But we always look for creative elements more than their CV. You know, personality right. is uh, apparently more important to us uh, within our setup than than their technical resume. So, uh, yeah, talents are hard to come by for us uh, because Mm. of that. But so far, I think Ambit's have been successfully getting quite interesting young talents. Uh, I do focus on younger talents, apart from my colleagues that are the HODs of each department. They are of a certain age. But, yeah, Mm. I really look for young talents that can understand, you know, different realms and different industries. And we've been successful in recruiting. You're still hiring Malaysians, Yes yes we're focused on hiring only Malaysians actually at this point mm-hmm. uh, because you know there are a lot of young people who graduate and i think a lot of oh, sorry a lot of the young people now when they graduate from a specific course I think Mm. in their minds, when they hear creative industry, it's immediately something that they'd like to explore, you know, with social media. Mm. You know, anybody can be popular now in social media, isn't it? As long as you create the right content. So um, we do have a lot of young people inquiring Um, to join us, especially after the film came out, then more young people, you know, send us emails and say, okay, do you have uh, any jobs, anything at all, in fact, just for me to gain that experience within that particular industry. So, Mm -hmm. and I don't know whether... Uh, subconsciously, because I'm a woman entrepreneur, then they realize maybe it's quite a safe environment. Because I think um, within the entertainment industry, there's a stigma where because it's so heavily male dominated that a lot mm. of the young women too are quite worried to get into that realm because it may be a bit, you know, uh, dicey. I would say. So mm. then mm. they see me and they say, "Oh, it's a, it's a you know female um, CEO and founder. Maybe it's safer." So yeah, we we have a lot of that. Yeah. Okay. I
1: just want to know, like, you know, uh, the horizon in the next two years, what will you be up to in your various businesses? I know you've got nine more movies to do. That's one. Uh, But what else will you be, you know, uh, in the horizon, on the horizon?
0: Yeah, so technology from the telecommunications aspect. So again, there's three different industries, right? From the telecommunications Mm -hmm. aspect, I think technology just changes every what six months now you know Mm. it's not it doesn't Mm. even take a year for you to want to change to a new handphone right so we've got to continuously keep up with that change from the Mm. telco aspect uh, similarly to the broadcasting aspect and what do I mean by that Uh, uh, well from the telco perspective in two years time would we still be using fiber optics you know yeah. will be will we be using um satellite uh frequency maybe you know just mm-hmm. like what Elon Musk is deploying with his starlink satellites you don't even need fiber anymore right you you'll focus mm-hmm. on satellite uh, transmission uh, or satellite fre- frequency so that's that development that we have to keep up with and then with broadcasting so People don't watch TV anymore. People are now watching their phones, mm. and people yeah. tend to like uh, free content, you know, on social media because there are people who are creating very good contents for social media. So, how do we keep up or change or, or the the mindsets of the people to say, hey, if you would you pay for better content? Um, Mm. Is a phone something you'd still want to watch your content from in the next two years? So this is Mm. the type of development that we have to really focus on for the broadcasting side. And then you've Mm. got the content creation. So content creation is tricky because it's a very subjective product right where mm. when you create content you can't get everyone to like that particular film that you come up with some people may like for example like my dialect film. some people may like it some people may don't uh, some mm. people would like comedy some people would want more action so content creation I think is really something that Always develops forever, and really, it's about creativity. So it's not really about techno- technological development, except for the execution part of it. So meaning, you know, you don't use green mat anymore. You use LED mm. screens, right? Like how mm. Batman was shot recently is using LED. They don't use green mat like Marvel, or the cameras that you use. It's no longer 2K or 4K. It's now probably 10K. So yeah, that's the only thing that we have to look out for. Really, for the bro- uh, not broadcasting. Sorry from the content creation aspect.
1: Yeah. Right. Looks like a busy, you know, a uh, f- couple of years ahead. Uh, thanks for spending the morning with us. Uh yeah, Sarah Nataya uh, Azmi from Embis Digital and Zebra Studio. You've been listening to Enterprise on Free Liu, BFM 89.9.